Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And in the other corner, it's me, your other co-host, Tenant Michael. And James, the way you started, you went, hello, you're listening. It sounded like you were maybe a little bit bunged up like you were a bit constipated that's constipated yeah well uh i think listeners to the landlord tenant pod mess know i've mentioned it a number of times i don't ever get constipated i have the (laughs) other problem because i have a mild form of colitis so so if uh, anything you have the opposite problem Exactly. But listeners know that, and I love sharing that with them. And if any of the listeners out there have a mild form of colitis and they want to share their stories with me, my DMs are always open. Now, can I ask a question to you? Sure. Because I I don't know about the strange and uh, fascinating world of colitis. Is A mild version of colitis. Okay. All right. All right. All right. right. I see it's it's a bit of a touchy uh, subject. Do is colitis different from or is it a form of IBS? It's different. It's different. I don't know exactly what it is, but I had a colonoscopy and the doctor said, oh, we can see a little bit of colitis in there. I, I think it's just something in your gut. But it's uh, if you have it bad, you, you take medication. But I, as I keep saying, I have a mild form. So I don't take medication for it. But if I eat spicy food, greasy food, <laughs> fatty food, dairy, I'm at risk. You All know, right. I'm, at, I'm like a fucking cop out here. I'm at risk every goddamn day that yeah. I could have diarrhea. But I, I, uh, I, I got to tell you, any colitis sufferers out there, Metamucil, Metamucil, a hundred percent changed my my stomach's life. I take it every really? day. Oh, it- it's amazing, and it's so expensive, but it's the only thing that helps me. They should make a like a Vice documentary where they follow you around, you know, for a <laughs> week, and you're eating all sorts of different things, and and uh, you know, tra- track how how you battle against this awful affliction. Well, when I was having stomach issues, I saw a, I saw a dietitian or something, and she's like, you know, just eat a bunch of fruit, gets lots of fiber, eat all this fruit. So then I'm eating mm-hmm. all this fruit, and it's like, ah, oh, this is exhausting. Turns out, you just get a little baggy of yeah. Metamucil, same crap. Pour it in a drink. You don't have to eat all this fruit. My God. Well, what's your stomach like, Mike? I want to know, and I think at this point, 190 whatever episodes in, I think the <laughs> listeners want to know as well. What's up? I, don't, I actually know nothing about your stomach. My stomach is pretty resilient. Um, I very rarely have uh, digestion <laughs> digestive issues. I don't mean to rub this in your face, you, but okay, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm pretty good. Although lately, uh, I've been eating dinner a little bit later than usual because there is no time and there are no schedules and nothing nothing matters. And so I'm eating a little later than usual. And when I go to lie down at night, I do feel the sensation of bubbles and things squishing around in my stomach. Oh, that's kind of fun. It is. Yeah. And... Uh... Is that giving you wacky dreams? No, I never remember my dreams. Really? Never. No. What, it's just a, a black void when you go to sleep? <laughs> it's just a black void. 
Um, very rarely. I think once a year I'll have a dream about living in an old house from when I was a child. Uh, and that'll be it. Man, I remember my dreams every night. Really? So let's just, oh, just yeah. let's see here. In your column, we have colitis check. Uh, very nice dreams remembered every morning check. For me, <laughs> iron stomach check and uh, just a black void when I go to sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a toss up because mm-hmm. I actually look forward to my dreams. Sometimes I go to bed and I think, hey, at least I'll have a fun dream. Huh. Yeah, I love them. You've heard of these you've heard of these lucid dreams. You've heard of that, right? People train themselves to become yeah. aware that they're in a dream and then they I mean, I guess everyone's just thinking up a porno when they do that. Cuz they say if you I read a Reddit thread about it and people say like, "Yeah, I lucid dream and then I fly around." It's like, "Yeah, right. You're definitely just putting yourself in a porno." Yeah, I, I'm against it. I think it's disgusting to have to have dreams. Period, and to have lucid dreams is your. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a surefire sign that you're a damn pervert, as far as I'm concerned. Well, you know, I believe in a lot of what Tom Cruise says, and I know I I don't even know if he believes in his subconscious. He definitely doesn't believe in psychiatry uh, because of his learning uh, what he's learned in Scientology. Right, um, and he might be right. So maybe dreams are bad. God, when you said the name Tom Cruise, do you know what came to my mind immediately? Uh, oh, uh, that he lived a brief time in Ottawa? <laughs> no, did he? Yes, as a child. Why did he, he live he in traveled, Ottawa? He, um, there's some reason he traveled all over the place a lot as a kid, and he spent like a year in Ottawa, I think. Wow, I guess that's why the he's ca- always tweeting about Canadian politics with the hashtag, <laughs> uh, CanPolly. <laughs> yeah, or when he wants to talk about provincial politics, hashtag on poly. You know, when you see those hashtags, you're dealing with some really cool stuff, actually. Yes. Um, well, what I was going to say is that when you said the word, the, the name Tom Cruise, what came to my mind was this. And uh, it might strike, uh, might, it might remind you of this yourself. Da 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 da. Just take those old, you know. Keep going. Records off the shelf. Yeah, right. Was that risky business? Yes. You know, I have skinny legs, and if I had been cast in risky business, and they said, "Great, James. So today we're just going to need you to be in boxer shorts sliding across a thing." I'm, 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 I'm telling you right now. I would say to the director, "Can I wear pajama bottoms?" (laughs) <laughs> and it would have ruined that scene. So just like if I had been in risky yeah. business, it might it might not have been as iconic a scene as if it had been Tom. Um, we we screened the film with a test audience, and they hated the part where the actor with the skinny legs <laughs> slid across <laughs> slid across the floor. In fact, some people got sick in the audience and walked out. Uh, can we do anything about this guy's legs? <laughs> Yeah, I'm self-conscious. You know, shout out to Tom Henry, who uh, I went with him away uh, and some other people uh, on a, to a wedding. Okay. And I, I told him I was insecure and it was in a hot location and I wore shorts. And he said, <laughs> I don't think they're too skinny, man. And then I felt comfortable wearing shorts for the for the, the trip. It's so nice. shout out to Tom. It's nice yes. when men can express their feelings to each other and reassure each other. That's awesome. It is awesome. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, when men yeah. reassure each other, it's, it rocks. <laughs> so, James, have you been watching Jeopardy lately? 
Uh, I try not to watch it. I try not to get like new knowledge or anything like that if I can. Right. I don't think that's very good for you. Right. But uh, no, to, be, to, to I haven't really been watching since Alex passed away. Right. But I do know that they've been trying out a lot of uh, new co-hosts or new hosts. Yes, it's basically a revolving door. You know, Jeopardy recently has become like the old joke about the time the town bicycle. You know, everyone yeah. had a ride. Um, so, and yeah, Jeopardy is basically uh, yeah someone who gets around. So they've had right uh, Ken Jennings, obviously the former Jeopardy champ. They've had um, Mike Richards, the executive producer of Jeopardy. Uh, hosted for a little bit. They've had people like Katie Couric and uh, Dr. Oz, and uh, that that had its share of controversy. And now it's uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers, the NFL superstar, generally uh, good-looking guy. And Yeah, uh, that's a good-looking dude. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's dangerously handsome, uh, and uh, he's, he's, I think, very popular with viewers. But um, Well, Mike, we were talking, we were talking before the podcast that um, it's neat that they're trying out all these guest hosts. Yes. But they might be overlooking some people that could possibly make great Jeopardy hosts. Uh, big time. Absolutely. Yes, there are a lot of... They're, they're sort of t uh, choosing people from a very shallow pool of talent. That's right. So Mike and I, we were talking like we could make some suggestions for guests, uh, Jeopardy guest hosts. It could be pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Why don't you, do you want to go first? Like who, who would you like to see as Jeopardy? I, I mean, just off the top of my head now, you know how I feel about Canada and Canadian talent. Um, so it 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 shouldn't be much of a surprise to hear me say that I'd love to see Jeopardy give Commander Chris Hadfield a chance to to host the famous quiz show. You know, imagine that. Please welcome your host Chris Hadfield, and he comes out in his spacesuit with his famous guitar, and he starts off the show by maybe singing a bare naked ladies song or a, or a Bowie <laughs> cover. And then um, they do some some questions, and then he you know teaches the audience how to brush their teeth in space, or maybe how to use the you know the space toilet. I'm just off the top of my head; those are just some ideas, you know. Wow! So it'd be like this is Jeopardy. Now your host, Chris Hatfield, and then yes. he walks out. Drove downtown in the rain, yeah. five thirty on a Tuesday night, <laughs> and maybe hey, he Chris could. Chris Hatfield. Hmm. Oh, I was going to say maybe he could talk about some of the his books he's written and, uh, you know, what it's like to be up there floating in space and looking down on Earth. Now, that might, but that could get sort of, uh, that could eat up a lot of time. It's only a half hour show and they have a lot of questions mm. to get to. Well, they could make it longer. They could make it to an hour long show or use the SNL model. So it's, you know, an hour and a half. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Just to get in the Hatfield uh content all right absolutely yeah well that's a good suggestion um i like it uh my suggestion my first suggestion of who i think would make a good jeopardy host um and i haven't seen this mentioned much on twitter which i'm surprised by how about david ike um oh if you don't know yeah david ike is uh, a really prominent figure in the news um he's a big <laughs> thinker like a famous thinker like he well he originally was a was a tv presenter actually He's very really? charismatic and he's a he's a free thinker which I like. Yes, he he does claim 
famously that an interdimensional race of reptilian beings called the Archons have hijacked the Earth and a genetically modified human-Archon hybrid race of shape-shifting reptilians known as the Babylonian Brotherhood manipulate events to keep humans in fear— Uh, so that the Archons can feed off that resulting negative energy. Yes, he does famously teach that in his lectures and on his YouTube show and and all that. Yes, but he's fun. He knows how to be on TV. He's got some fun ideas. I think he'd make a great Jeopardy host. And he's a Brit. He is a Brit. I'll give you that. I don't so much care for his other... You know, the other aspects of his personality, but it would be nice to see someone from, you know, across the pond hosting uh, Jeopardy. Yeah. And, you know, he could add a little he could contextualize all the Jeopardy questions and answers from the perspective of someone who does believe in this interdimensional race of reptilian beings. Right. He's the lizard guy, right? He thinks that uh, the royal family and and members of certain religions are all actually just uh, lizards. Yes. Yes, yeah. he believes that yeah, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, um, lizards. Interesting. Well, you know, uh, email Jeopardy about that. Um, as for me, here's here's one that, that might... Uh, I know that you're a, a bit of a Trekkie. I know that you love uh, watching um, sci-fi. And recently there has been an online campaign to, uh, to get LeVar Burton uh, a job as the permanent new host of Jeopardy. And, you know, I love LeVar Burton. I wish him all the best. It, it would be great. But I'm going to go one step further than LeVar Burton. And I'm going to say that Jeopardy should get Odo, Neelix, and Quark to host the damn show. That's right. Three of the Star Trek universe's silliest characters. Oh, interesting. And I like that because, yeah, we've been hearing lots about let's get Jordy LaForge to host. Not much about, yeah, Neelix, Odo, and Quark. Yes. I like that. So, I think that'd be, yeah. F- yeah. Actor Ethan Phillips, of course, uh, who played Neelix on Voyager. Um, Odo was famously played by actor um, Rene, and I'm I'm bad at French. Maybe you can help me with this. Uh, Rene Aubergenois. And right. of course, Quark played by the irrepressible Armin Shimmerman. Yes. Well, there are three fantastic characters. Uh, I think I think I can do an Odo impression. He sort of talks like that. <laughs> do, do a question. Uh, uh, let's, let's do a, a, a clue and a, um, I'll try and answer it. You do it as Odo and I'll be a contestant. Okay. Um, um, this country has its uh, called its capital city, Ottawa. Um, Odo is a... Odo, it's a pleasure to to be here on Jeopardy with you. Uh, what is Ottawa? Or what is Canada? Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, you'd be wrong, Mike. Uh, you'd be wrong. Fuck. Oh, yeah, the country with the capital city of Ottawa is not Ottawa. It's Canada. <laughs> I just got nervous because I got too lost in our little act out there. Uh, but yes, I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I, I'd love to see those three get a shot. Um... My second suggestion of who should host Jeopardy, um, I'm just going to say it, the Navy SEAL who shot Bin Laden. Oh. Uh, Robert O'Neill. Yeah. I mean, he's got great aim. He's brave. Uh, he's badass. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see him host Jeopardy. I mean, yeah, he, uh, he, I guess, deserves to host Jeopardy for, he, he for killing Bin Laden. Shot. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he shot him right in the right in the eye apparently if you believe certain certain documents but uh yeah, would would he be armed while he was hosting? I think in the spirit of what propelled him to fame, it yeah. would make sense for him to maybe be aiming a sniper at the contestant. I don't know. I don't right. really know how to how to plan it out or maybe he's just got it out or I don't know, but I definitely think he's armed. Yeah, I have an idea for how they'd begin the show, right? So that Jeopardy, when what's his name, Robert O'Neill? Uh, yes, an Irishman. Uh, Mr. Bin Laden, prepare to meet your maker. I bet he said. <laughs> um, I'm just joking, but um, imagine if they began Jeopardy with the Navy SEAL who killed Bin Laden. So Jeopardy begins under the cover of night. <coughs> so it's pitch black on your screen, <laughs> and you just hear a chopper, a chopper blades coming in. <laughs> And it lands, and then, you know, a guy comes out, uh, you know, a blurry figure wearing, like, uh, night vision goggles, and he sort of rappels up the side of a building into the Jeopardy studio with his weapons, and then begins hosting the show. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that's great. And maybe you you, um, put one of the FBI's top ten most wanted men in the audience or something. Yeah. So that he can... You know, blow him away. Get the guy. I don't know. I, <laughs> that's probably a bit dark, but you know, we're just spitballing. I mean, we're there's, we're no, just there's no spitballing. Wrong, there's no yeah. wrong spitballing, guys. No, I agree. I agree. Um, uh, you know who I'd like to see? Because you just went to a dark place there. I want to bring us uh, bring some levity to this. I'd love to see Funny Man himself, Sebastian Maniscalco, host Jeopardy. You know him? Oh, he's a great stand-up. Yeah, yeah. He's very he funny and he's very about, he's animated yeah. and he talks about how you gotta have, you know, yeah. I'm from New Jersey yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and it's a lot about how everybody's too sensitive these days. And yes. you can't say this and you can't say that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'd be perfect about Jeopardy. And he also really reads as a as an intellectual. I, I think that with someone like Sebastian Maniscalco, they'd have to do a very limited amount of, uh, you know, prep work with him because he probably knows all the stuff anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He definitely knows how to pronounce all the words and cities that, you know, come up. Yeah. Good one. Uh, here's my last suggestion for Jeopardy host. And uh, again, short and sweet to the point. Uh, Van Morrison. Uh, he's Irish. He's heavy set, <laughs> And he's an anti-masker. And I don't know what else more you would want for a Jeopardy host. Other than those three things. I think that's perfect. Yeah, I I do like some of your other choices. I disagree with his politics, but I can't deny his influence uh, on music (laughs) and culture in general. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, he'd be sort of like, um, this team famously won the 1998 World Series. Or, you know, when he's asking questions. Was yeah. that a good Van Morrison? It's very Probably good. Probably not. And also, he'd have his famous... <laughs> He'd have his famous saxophone there to maybe, if someone gets an answer wrong, he'd go like, huh, like that, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I think this was a good, useful exercise, and we're putting Absolutely. these ideas out there in, into the universe. Yeah. A lot of Hollywood types listen to this podcast, so we, yes. who knows? Maybe we'll see this happen. Yes, and if you do use any of our ideas, Jeopardy people, we would appreciate a couple, you know, one-way tickets to Los Angeles to go and mm. see a taping of the show. Uh, oh, what a dream that would be. Yeah. Um. Well, oh, by the way, Mike, we should mention that... Um, we uh, oh we want to thank everybody for all their feedback on um, 
our, uh, our, we, we put out uh, two different podcasts with Chris Locke, Evil Men and Helper Trapped in a Dungeon, and we asked the audience to give us feedback and vote, and we got so much feedback. Thank you so much on that, and uh, we're going to figure that out, doing something, yes. something with Chris there. Stay and, tuned. And uh, also, before we move on, we should mention, Mike, that we have a, a Patreon! The rumors are true. We have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash... Uh, landlord tenant you can find it and we'd appreciate any donation of any size to to the cause yes and if you can't that's okay but if you could rate us uh review us subscribe to us oh yeah it would uh make such a difference thank you everybody well yes uh so there we have it We've covered all the ground for your weekly news update here on the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. And that's what happened this week. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Oh, boy, I'm excited to talk to our guest this week. Because our guest this week is a comedian. He's a writer. He's a political pundit and a sports lover. And <laughs> if, as if that wasn't enough, he hails from the north of the country. Please welcome back what? to the show for, I believe, his third visit, Mr. Jordan Foisey. Hey, Jordan. Yes. Thanks, Jordan guys. Jordan doesn't come from the north of the country. Well, it depends. I it depends how far north you're from. Because Sault Ste. Yeah, I, I would agree. Sault Ste. Marie is like the north of the country that's kept still on the highway. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense, like you can drive if you're driving all the way to the end of the country, you will. This is like my hometown's hallmark. If you're driving to the end, you'll pass it. That's <laughs> <laughs> if you're on your way to the end of something, you're gonna go past it. Uh, but yeah, there's like a lot, of, but that's like all of Canada, right? Like there's, it's mostly all North. It's basically, Canada's sort of like a horizontal Chile, right? Yes. And then the North is just empty. Yes. Except Chile's like, Chile's like geographically along a mountain range and our whole economy is just yeah. like clinging to the United States. Please, <laughs> please, Mr. U.S., drop down some vaccines and some money and some entertainment. Well, so yeah. Talk about us, Jake Tapper. That's like... <laughs> you know what? I think that, uh, James, I love the way you said that we're like a horizontal chili. I think that they should rewrite or add a new line to O Canada where it's like, O Canada, we're we are a horizontal chili, if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What rhyme? What can we get a rhyme in there? We're um, we stand on guard. The, we stand on guard for thee. We're a horizontal chili, and we're never ever silly. We're very uh, yes, horizontal yeah. chili. Never ever silly. That'd be good. I love it. Oh, we're sometimes silly because we produce a lot of comedians: Jim Carrey, oh. John Candy, <laughs> Marty Short. Myers. Yeah, isn't you it? Know, I feel uh, Canadians call Martin Short and Marty Short. You know, like yeah. that is that's the that's the way you got to refer to him if you're from Canada. I feel like you know what I love. I love that today is like the 25th anniversary of Brain Candy, and so every web American website's like, uh, "Oh my God, we love this movie. They're the best." And then everyone in Canada's like, "Yeah, but we kind of know those guys still." And uh, yeah, not so much. <laughs> 
I ran into one of them once at a comedy show, and uh, it was it wasn't a pleasant experience. <laughs> ah, yes, those guys. From the author of Brain Candy comes an unhinged rant about Muslims. <laughs> Uh, maybe they'll add that to a special, you know, 25th anniversary edition where they add some, yeah, extras. Of, uh, where yeah. are like, they now? Yeah. And it, it happens, too, with, um, I feel like, Canadian TV shows. I feel like people here don't like them, but then they catch on in the States and people are like, what? Oh. You know what I mean? A lot of our big hit shows, I feel like people here are like, give me a break. We're the most pathetic country that's ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. We're such like a simpering little whelp of a country. Like we're just like we don't love anything we do unless it's like hockey and then we're all fucking weird about hockey. We're like, don't say no, we're fucking if you say we're bad at hockey, I'll fucking kill you. Right. Like when when our national team hockey team is like bad at hockey, they have to go into hiding. Cause like aggrieved <laughs> divorced dads. Who like crashed a snowmobile the year before? We'll like find them and kill them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. Great dishonor to our country. <laughs> you call that a fucking dump and chase? I'm gonna fucking dump and chase your <laughs> corpse. <laughs> you know, you're so right. I'm a sports guy. I follow on Twitter. Moved to Toronto from New York. I remember, and he he did some tweet that was like, "Hey, wow, your guys' subway system works way better than uh, the New York one." And he got, like, angry responses being like, no, it doesn't. It sucks. And he was like, oh, sorry. I just honestly thought it was good. I'm sorry. It's like people here are dying to say it sucks, even when other people don't think that. Yeah, that's true. We, like, hate ourselves. But then it's almost like, don't tell us what we're like. Like, it's this weird, bizarre self-esteem that's built on, like, taking a shit on us. It's very bizarre. We're the it most is. neurotic country. Yeah. Well, Jordan... You- you know what? An interesting thing. Uh, to uh, speaking of uh, how we're a pathetic country, yeah. I believe you said we're the most <laughs> pathetic one that ever existed. Um, recently, we've made like um like a national sport of our cuckery by like going overboard um, and mourning the death of the great Prince Philip from oh, uh, yeah. from, from London, England. <laughs> yes. We couldn't get enough of that poor, oh my god, where else are we going to say a man who looks like an ashtray, who has the same (laughs) Oh no, where will we ever see a man who every day looks like he saw the Lord six times? (laughs) Just before before we started recording, I saw an article saying that like um, the, the Queen has confirmed that Prince Philip spent his last hours alive in comfort. And I was like, there's no way he did. <laughs> yeah, did you see that picture of him in the car? He wasn't... Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, comfort's a relative term. It's a sliding scale when your every moment is a physical and existential agony, you know? <laughs> well, they're clearly keeping them all alive to, like, a hundred with children's blood or something. They all live to, like... Well, natural length. The face he made before he died, like every photo we saw from the past five years, did look like he was haunted by every (laughs) ghost that died in a a British labor (laughs) camp. (laughs) Like every ghost that that died in like Kenya is just like swirling around his head. Because he's like, (laughs) cheerio, mom, what have I done? (laughs) But yeah, then Canadians are like, but I wonder... 
I always wonder how much. Okay, so like I always used to think Canadians don't give a fuck about the, the royal family. I thought that was just a weird thing that was on the CBC. And then once I no. started working for the CBC, and then I realized like, oh, they have to do that because this can't. This country is deranged. Like we're, we're, we're <laughs> our minds are broken, and we're like, oh, come save us, mom. No, so much of the country are monarchists, except for like, obviously Quebec, yeah, <laughs> like Ontario, especially Alberta, like the East Coast. They're like staunch royalists mostly. It's who it's, is uh, who's Quebec's royalty? I guess Celine Dion is Quebec's royalty. Um, boot sauce, Montreal's boot sauce, <laughs> great band, and uh, Rock Voisin. <laughs> yeah, Rock Voisin. Yeah, Rock Voisin. He's what on about the, the French guy in Bon Cop, Bad Cop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy's just waiting to play Trudeau, isn't he? That's going to happen for him. Maybe instead of Quebec separating, they should absorb the rest of Canada. Well, this would be lovely. Well, I don't know. Well, unless you're Muslim. Right. right. (laughs) They got to figure that out. Their whole uh, knee-jerk racist react. Well, because you know what they do? Here's what Quebec does. So... The rest of Canada does this thing where we like pathetically grovel to Anglican and American culture and they want us to notice it so bad. And what Quebec does is like do half-hearted attempts at France racism. You know what I mean? Like whenever like France does a weird thing, like Quebec's like, we're doing it too, Papa. (laughs) It's this this too much. I'm I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. No, this is great. This is hard hitting. You have insulted not only the reputation of Canada as a whole, but you've taken a huge swing at Quebec, Jordan. <laughs> and don't forget the kids in the hall. Kids in the hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off the too. chain today. Well, um, they they lowered the this flag at City Hall to half mast uh, in Toronto because Prince Philip died, and I think in Ottawa they told the bell on Parliament Hill ninety nine times for each one of his terrible years he spent on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> is that true and they did yeah they did a thing there's like a whole um, they rang the bell 99 fucking times yeah and wayne gretzky <laughs> was like hold on is that for me or is that for the that guy uh <laughs> yeah what number are they gonna ring it for wayne gretzky they're gonna they're gonna ring the bell like two thousand times for how many points he got yeah <laughs> exactly and how many chicks he made it with oh too. yeah he did, hey, did they did they ring? He the played bell? in Sault Ste. Marie, didn't he? The Sioux Greyhounds. He did when he every, was like eighteen. Every uh, every kind of crazy anther has a story about giving him a hand job. <laughs> 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 That's like every everyone has a story about like, oh yeah, I was at the rink with fucking Wayne A. Fucking tossing darts back, gave uh, Melissa a hand job, or <laughs> she gave him a hand job. Wow, he was giving the girls hand job. <laughs> he was he's progressive. <laughs> He's pretty Wayne Gretzky was the first. Ma- he taught everyone else in Sault Ste. Marie how to eat pussy. That's <laughs> when he arrived. Everyone was very uh, puritanical. There had never been, you know, even doggy style before. And by the time he left, everyone was a full pervert up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He uh, he really opened some eyes. Uh, did they ring the bell for Walter Gretzky? No, and that's the thing that really uh, puts a bee in my bonnet, because here we've got a guy born and raised right in Canada, and they don't even ring a damn bell for him. They should have iced over like one of those canals in Ottawa, like like the road, (laughs) in honor of Walter Gretzky, and just caused a bunch of slips and like car accidents. And then when everyone finds out, they're like, what the fuck? They're like, it's for Walter. They're like, 
<laughs> salute. He is the most uh, decorated dad in Canadian history, I think. <laughs> CBC made, there was a miniseries that CBC made in the 90s, not about Wayne Gretzky, but about Wayne Gretzky's father. <laughs> His dad is so true. Well, yeah, like other countries surely don't do that. Like Argent- no. Argentina with Maradona or something. I'm sure they don't have movies about his mom. Yeah, exactly. They don't give a fuck about Maradona's dad. Like, and then Walter Gretzky, like, what did he do? He just kept the rink frozen. It's like insane. We're the <laughs> yeah, he just wasn't country. as total shithead. It sounds like and he took his kid knows? to play hockey. Actually, all the all of his. It's funny that like it's funny how similar. The stories of death, like, or when they died, the stories that came out, how similar Walter Gretzky's were to DMX's. Like, it's always, <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, oh, is that this bar? And Walter Gretzky hopped behind and started helping out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're recording this music video and Walter Gretzky drove in on an ATV. <laughs> He's also in the Sum 41 video. Or yeah. was it? Which is- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walter was- Gretzky was in one, yeah. <laughs> Um, he did sound nice, though. I feel bad. I mean, I don't know. Uh, nice, right? I never feel bad about making fun of dead people. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if well, they're famous and rich. I, um, I did some poking around, and I found... So the Canadian uh, government officially has a, uh, an online uh, book of condolences <laughs> that you can sign to leave your yeah. thoughts about uh, Prince Philip. But I also found, and this is not associated with the government officially... But there is a group uh, called the Monarchist League of Canada that's existed since the seventies, from what I can tell. <laughs> and their whole Weird time to start. No? Yeah, it's strange, strange time to start. Things are getting a bit too groovy. <laughs> <laughs> you got Cheech and Chong happening. You got you know disco and punk almost happening. It's time to found the Monarchist League of Canada. I love the idea of them being like like what are, what are those what were those laser things that people would go see Pink Floyd in? Oh, like or a like, planetarium. Yeah, like a planetarium, but it's just pictures of the monarchs like on the <laughs> ceiling. They're like tripping out on acid, looking at Prince Andrew walking around. <laughs> well. The Monarchist League of Canada website, and their, I guess their whole reason to exist is to honor and preserve and educate people about the fucking royal family. Anyway, <laughs> I went to the website, and they have uh, a section about Prince Philip, and uh, I thought some, some of it was, it caught my eye. It says, what marks of respect for the Duke and sympathy to the Queen could I show personally uh, and or encourage in my community? So these are just some helpful tips on how to, you know, respectfully mourn the passing of uh, the Duke of Edinburgh. And it has stuff like, you know, flag uh, flag should be at half staff. You can bug your city council to send an official sympathy uh, letter to the Queen on behalf of your city. <laughs> um, you could encourage your local schools to hold assemblies and teach about the Duke's life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you can um, ask your faith community to hold a special service to pray for the Duke. But the one that really stood out for me is this one. Above all, be it a club, a school class, or a family or individual, uh, perform a deed or a deed of random kindness in the Duke's honor and let the Queen know that you uh, know what you've done. For example, a league member of our acquaintance makes a point of visiting a gritty area of Toronto on royal occasions, bearing some trays of cupcakes or some other treats, and letting some of the homeless and marginally housed folks know that this is a gift to honor and celebrate and remember. 
That sounds like something Jeremy Irons would make Bruce Willis do in Die Hard 3. (laughs) 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 Also blow up a bus full of children or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. How does the queen... It's just to also try this. You could do it at a women's shelter, by the way, it says as well. You could bring cupcakes to the homeless, criminals, or a women's shelter. Hey, guys, here's some cupcakes. And just to let you know, you can eat these in honor of Prince. (laughs) (laughs) Rock on. Uh, The prince would like to make it clear in his wishes that he would prefer if it was women's shelters. That was actually, he would appreciate that. (laughs) <laughs> so wait, do you do you? How does the queen know you're doing this, or does, is it, is it not matter? Presumably, I guess you have someone take a picture of you bestowing cupcakes upon the dregs of society. I don't know, and you send her a, a picture in an email. What, I don't know. What if the queen's just like a classic grandma waiting for like communication, but it's from all of her subjects? But she's, she's just kind of sitting there, like, waiting for someone to call or to send her a, a photo of, like, I guess, being in a gritty area of Toronto. I Now, I don't really know much about Prince Philip at all. No one does. Yeah. This is like, the thing. No one does. All we know is he bangs the queen. That was it. Like, it's like, and we're and supposed to care? Like, I would get, I would Third get cousin. a little bit if it was the queen. Like, I would disagree, but I'd be like, okay, like, we're prob- CBC's probably going to cover that all day, if not cover mm-hmm. it like 9-11. Like, it'll probably be like slow motion footage of her falling down <laughs> over. <laughs> well, I just want to watch hockey or whatever. But like, but the queen makes a little bit of sense. But like, Prince Philip, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't even know what his name was. Well, I'm Philip, but I don't know what <laughs> But... But but Jordan, it's he he was her cousin, right? Oh yeah, I assume they're all some. I assume their family tree looks like some sort of Lovecraftian monster. Oh, was he German? Like, no, he yeah, he sorry. was he was born in Greece, but I think he was like a of Dutch extraction. But they're all all the royal families of Europe are yeah. pretty much related. Yeah, exactly. They're all disgusting, incestual, uh, cryptological creatures that uh, you know. Yeah, it's it, it's so weird to like mourn them. It's so it's like get get a fucking grip. Get it like it's crazy. It's confusing Can you imagine to me going that, to Sorry, I was just going to say it's confusing to me that they're all inbred when they've created like super hotties like Prince Andrew and Prince Charles. <laughs> you know what? What are the two sons name? William's the one who uh William's the one who stayed in he was good looking and then ugh. he went bald. He went, he balded in a way that makes him clearly inbred. I've never seen anyone <laughs> bald like that. That's how inbred it's like Diana's bald. good genes were really like leading the charge. And then the, all this heavy weight of <laughs> other genes came in and went, no, it's true. It's true. He started off really good looking and now he looks like some, he looks like an oval. Like he's he looks just like, like Homer. <laughs> 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 and Harry is the good-looking one, but people. Yeah, oh, yeah. Say, I mean, you know, the rumors are that maybe he's the son of this rugby player. Oh, I mean, we'll see. That'll we'll see how that bears out. Because, like, yeah, and like, mm. in fifteen years, if he doesn't get a, if he doesn't start getting Mister Burnsy, yeah, we'll know what's up. We'll know what's up. <laughs> um, I noticed that there was a sort of uh, late in the day attempt to reframe Prince Philip. Um, now that he's dead. In the media to say like, oh, he was, um, he was actually really, uh, he was like a, a pioneering feminist because yes. at a time when men, you know, ruled the world, he, you know, 
was uh, confident enough to to step back and let the queen do her job. And it's like, what? What, yeah. what did? What was the alternative to be like? Oh, I'm actually. Um, I'm in charge now. Like, what, what, what's yeah. the alternative? How, this bib. How meaningless? Is, how meaningless is your feminism? Where you think stepping aside and letting a woman <laughs> run a bloodthirsty empire is feminism? <laughs> like, I let my wife kill the locals. Like, get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here! That's crazy. That's that's disturbing. He's a girl boss. Face it. <laughs> Prince Philip, I love the idea of that photo when he's in the car. It's just on the bottom. Girl boss. Yes, queen. <laughs> uh, the other Literally, thing is, yes, queen. It, I haven't watched I haven't watched it because I think it's uh, also propaganda, but like the crown, right? Isn't the whole plot of the crown is that he's a shithead? Like he like cheats on her all the time and stuff. Like even in like really? pro queen stuff, he's a piece of shit. Like he's not even <laughs> this is what I don't get. Like but I guess that's what you do when there's literally nothing to mourn about a person. You're like, he was a feminist because he let the queen be the queen? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, he didn't play his man card. <laughs> on the, on um, the queen. Yeah. It is, it's, I, I mean, it is hard to understand, I guess, the, like, desire to root for them. It's confusing, I guess. Maybe if you were brought up in it, I guess maybe it makes sense to you. But from afar, it seems really strange to like idolize these these people that yeah. have just been given wealth and power over you. It's strange. I guess, I guess I, I'm just thinking about this now, and it's probably similar to way I think our generation is like the big divide. Even even just like like we know way more people that went that didn't just never went to church, right? Or like mostly didn't go to church. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing, like. We don't really care about those sort of institutions as much. Like, so it's hard for us to understand, like, why some, like, how could you, why would you ever give a fuck about that? I guess our thing is we care the same way about, like, Captain Marvel. That's what right, we replace. Yeah. Like, people are like, I can't believe what the vision said. Like, that's our <laughs> generational equivalent of, like, giving a fuck about Prince Philip. Maybe Marvel will buy the rights, like the IP rights to Prince Philip's life and turn him into a damn Avenger or something. Oh, please, Ooh. God, let that happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> he he lets Captain Marvel be a real Captain Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're having some fun here, but honestly, on behalf of the show, we'd like to send uh, heartfelt condolences to... Uh, the queen and all of her kids. Do you think that Prince Andrew, because he can't sweat, we know that. Do you think he'll be able to cry at the funeral? No, he sweats when he tries to cry. Oh, okay. That's what's going to happen. Yeah, he's going to sweat out the tears. I still haven't watched that damn interview. I've got to. Oh, you have to. <laughs> you know what's amazing? He's like, talk about Canada being the worst country. He's like the head of state for like the army. Yeah, like the ki- army? Yes, like the oh, Canadian God. army has to be like, like he's like the dude that like regiments are like named after and stuff. Well, lads, <laughs> think of the opposing army as someone trying to stop you having a relationship with a slightly younger woman and go after him. <laughs> yeah. Damn them. <sighs> oh, oh, Jordan, did you ever, as a, as a younger man, or even mm-hmm. today, did you okay. ever consider joining the armed forces? No, but my um, my my former 
roommate, like one of my friends has recently, and he's like 36, I think. That's the right age to join. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it is, uh, let's just say it's not because he needs the money. It's uh, much okay. more of like a personal journey kind of thing. <laughs> and I think one day he came home from like, this is when we still live together. He came because he's joining the reserves, which I've uh, said to a friend is basically like joining weird scouts. And, uh, <laughs> but he came home and he was like, complaining about how much yelling there was it's like man they really like they really yell at you i'm like yeah no shit like that's like the isn't that the whole fucking thing like they yell that's at you that's a big aspect of uh, the army there's so like, much yelling yeah yeah they yell at you until you're able to kill like that's kind of their whole move um but then what happened is so we'll see what happens because he was like waffling between i think because it was like kind of like it was like a thing that he all, he felt like he needed to do from when he was a teen, you know? And then he's kind of doing it, and I don't know how much he was into it. And then I was like, well, you can just, like, quit. Like, there's nobody, you know, I think so. I don't know. And, uh, but, and then he, I, I think he would have quit, but then the pandemic happened. Oh. And then, and then all the training nights went online. So, oh, now, nice. so now, so now he just says he's in the army. I'm like, is, oh, you're, yeah, you're so just is there like a zooms every evening. <laughs> yeah, with like a, some, yeah, just some, and you get like weird lectures. For, what's that? Just sorry, like a drill sergeant yelling at you over Zoom. Yes, but you also get like weird lectures from like people being like, well, and one the best is he he's getting there, like constantly their lieutenants have to be like. Just so you know, if you harbor anti or alt-right racist ideas, get out of the army. We don't want you here. Like, oh, well, you don't? Because you say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Nice. Just so you know, if any of your superiors have uh, attempted to sexually assault you, you can talk to us. We're a safe place. <laughs> you guys know about, you guys you know know about that? How no. Both, both of the top generals of the army, two in a row, got accused of uh, sexual misconduct. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Would you believe that the armed forces is not... Uh, They're bringing disgrace know. to the glorious Canadian armed forces that are headed by uh, yeah, Prince Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Prince Andrew's like, keep it going, boys. Good job. <laughs> you know what? Um, it would have, like, must have really sucked. Imagine living in... It would have been crazy living in the States when they had the draft. Like, imagine getting drafted. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, but dude, this goes back. This goes back to how lame fucking Canada is. In the first two world wars, they didn't have to do the draft until the very end because we were so fucking pumped to go die for the queen. Like, and Canadians were like, "We have to go protect England," and we went like, except for Quebec. But like, so they didn't even. So that's like, at least America, they had to draft them. You know, I guess to, that's true. I mean, they were. I guess they were fighting. Uh, Mr. Hitler, so I guess... Yeah, yeah I mean, we, uh, cause, it's, but, it's a tough, tough decision. But I know what you decision. mean. You know what surprised yeah. me? Um, I learned a few years ago that during the Vietnam War, famously, a lot of American draft dodgers came to Canada. Uh, did you guys know that Australia had a draft for the Vietnam War? <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Getting drafted in Australia to go to Vietnam. Yeah. Crikey! <laughs> I can't do the accent. Yeah. I can't do good accents, please. <laughs> this fucking sucks. Where are we going there? 
Is there like an Australian Bob Dylan uh, who <laughs> made an impact? Well, I will say this. This isn't surprising because Australia is a nation of Rambos. It's <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a, co- a whole country of dudes who act like Rambo. <laughs> well, I... You should Google... Mm, go ahead, Mike. I've, I've always thought that if, if I had lived at a time where there was man- like a mandatory draft, that I would have either like passed away during like the first day of training by like shooting myself in the face by accident or just killed myself before like showing up for I know <laughs> I to check I, in I, I tr- the horror of getting drafted I don't I don't know what I would do either I'd probably just go and like get shot in the leg and develop a drinking problem when I get back you know your standard <laughs> tale <laughs> your standard heroic tale oh yeah James how would you, how would you respond to getting drafted Damn, I mean, I don't I be modest. Would, don't be modest. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Uh, you know, I I probably hit the gym for a few months, get in amazing shape, <laughs> yeah. and show those buggers what for. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I probably I would consider leaving the country. I don't. I would be a draft dodger. I don't know. Unless it was like, oh, you know, yeah. we're we're getting invaded or something, but. Yeah, some we're, stupid war. I'd be like, "See ya." We're getting invaded by Rogan and Rogan <laughs> listeners. <laughs> he's become so powerful with that Spotify deal that he's bought his own army. <laughs> I, yeah, from from the Blackwater guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would gladly give my life to defend every inch of Canadian soil. <laughs> I would love to. I would love for the steps outside of the comedy bar to be like a trench. And I go, we're running out of them. We run out of the comedy bar steps and just get gunned down on Bloor Street. You know, you know, our, being in comedy is kind of like being at war because you're, it's, you know, the comedy it's trenches. The front. It's the front. Yeah, it's the front. It's as close as our generation gets to war, you know. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Think we're, about it. I mean, you know, if you do well, you kill, right? Like an <laughs> army. And if you do badly, you bomb. Okay, right? Yeah, That's like, like a, an another term yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I had nowhere else to go with that. No, that's fine. And uh, uh, what is, uh, what are, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to go either. I feel like I've already made too many, like, pokes at, like, uh, woke stuff. I'll feel bad. I don't want to go full. Uh, Joining you know. us now for his segment, Woke Pokes, Jordan Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the new Melissa McCarthy movie. <laughs> Did um, you watch Thunder no, Force? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have not watched Thunder Force. <laughs> what is that about? Mm. I, I didn't even know it existed. It's her a new Netflix and, movie. Yeah. Her, yeah. her best friend, Octavia Spencer, are okay. lifelong best friends, and then they become uh, superheroes. Yeah, I watched oh, the trailer for it. Yeah. Interesting. It's like I a knew. comedy. It's a comedy. But they're moms. They're 40 years old. Sh- and Apparently, they're friends in real life. And you know what? I really like. I actually I like Melissa McCarthy, so I take back my meaningless shot. My sh- I'm, I assume I'm f- from like the Mike and Molly era. Big Mike and Molly. Big Mike and Molly yeah. taught me everything I know about love <laughs> and uh, how to treat a, a good woman. Speaking yep. of, I think Mike and Molly isn't that a Chuck Lorre show? Because I I talked to James about this, and I think we're, yeah. we're going to oh, try I, and do I it. I forgot to text you back, Mike. I, I I will never forget that. But there's a new Chuck Lorre show. Jordan, are you aware of the United States of Al? Oh my God, yes. And 
I can't I can't wait for the Canadian remake because like what what are we doing? We also have Afghanistan translators. Let's get the let's get a. Can you explain it to me? I don't I don't know anything about it. Oh, you don't know about it? Oh shit! No. Okay, Mike, please. All right, so it's a new Chuck Lorre uh, sitcom, and we're talking you know creator of Two and a Half Men. Big yeah. Bang Theory, Bob Hart's Abishola, all the big shows of our time. Um, yeah. And he has a new show called The United States of Al. And it's about Al, who is a uh, a translator from Afghanistan. So he was a man from Afghanistan who uh, claims refugee status and comes to live in America. And he lives with his old U.S. Army buddy, who has now returned from the, from the war in Afghanistan, and he's suffering from PTSD. And Al now has to navigate his new life in America, but also help his his friend who's in trouble, and I believe is battling alcoholism as well. I believe that's part so of the, that's part Al of the is, just premise. I just Al is from Af- the, um, like born in Afghanistan in the yes, show. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. and he's okay. I can't wait wow. for the young the 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 like Big Bang Theory. Maybe they'll do Young Al, and it'll just be a heartbreaking <laughs> look at his uh, childhood in war torn Afghanistan. Just every or, episode, or maybe the they'll Taliban. make Al charmingly autistic. <laughs> oh, oh, they're going to. <laughs> how do you say? Um, how do you say Bazinga in Pashtun? <laughs> if anyone knows. <laughs> Yeah, just 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 like a, a very intense, like kind of like warlord character saying something, and then the translator turns. He says Bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's like some Al Qaeda controlled village. <laughs> oh god! But yeah, if you watch some like uh, trailers, because I haven't seen a full episode, it just looks um, it looks very amazing because it cuts back and forth between suburban America and these flashbacks to. <laughs> To like firefights oh. during the war. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. And it's not. Wow. Uh, it's it's light. I mean, is the show light? Like, I feel like all Chuck Lorre sitcoms are have the same tone. It's got that goofy Lorre humor that we all know and love. You know. Well, I I will say. Let me uh, let me play a Lorre advocate here. But uh, isn't Mom good? Apparently, and that's about addiction. Is so that a Lorre? What? That's a lorry. That's a lorry, baby. My God, I I, I do look forward to watching a, f- a few episodes of the United States of Al, which has got a lot of harsh criticism uh, because the character of Al is sort of portrayed as this magical foreigner who's able to yeah. like using his like uh, you know mystical ways like solve people's problems. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be the most uh, nuanced portrayal of uh, of basically uh, being alive. <laughs> also, kind of weird. It's Al. I mean, wouldn't it? I mean, wouldn't it have made sense with more of a, a name that sounds like you're from Afghanistan? It might I, be assume, I assume Chuck Lorre. I assume that's a short, short right, version of the name. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. When I, Mike sent me the text about it, I thought he, I thought the show was called The United States of AI. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yes, yes, Bazinga! Hell yeah, yo, that I bet you, you could literally do the same show and just replace Al with a robot. <laughs> like the same like outsider like unique yeah, to right. like Western experience. I bet you Lori would keep the jokes yeah, the right. same all the way fucking through. It's like the first robot ever made that's really yeah. good, 
And like, uh, somehow this guy, the scientist, has to like live with it for a while to test it out. Exactly. Like this show, the premise is basically Elf, but instead of space, it's Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> And did, maybe Laurie stop? did Elf. I don't know that guy because he also did Roseanne too. This guy's crazy. Did he? My God, yeah, man. It's he's not, he must be fucking a millionaire. He's he created the rich. Honeymooners, and yeah. I Love Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The first television. Laurie, Laurie got it going. He made that Moon movie where the ship goes into the Moon's eye. You know the, you know the, yeah, you know the the great train robbery when like the train was coming at people. Lori did the sequel where a man married the train, oh, and they man. had to figure out how to, you know, make it work. <laughs> oh man, Jordan, have you been uh, have you been vaccinated yet? I've not been vaccinated. Oh, can I change the subject? Not entirely, but I was going to. I was going to bring. By all up. means, you're our guest. You know what I did do though? Not vaccinated, but in terms of health, mental health. I got uh, I got an expensive therapist. Oh, and before the, before this, I had a cheap therapist, and I think cheap therapy should be illegal. I don't <laughs> wow! So, are you noticing a big diff? Yeah! Oh yeah! Oh my God! She like misdiagnosed me. Oh, but no, <laughs> aren't all therapists like? Uh, don't they get the same training to dispense the same uh, advice? No, 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 no. I mean, I should have known this was coming because my old therapist, I probably said this before, she's also uh, concurrently, along with her therapist career, she has a thriving career as an actor, an actress. Okay. She is in the Netflix original film, The Silence, starring Stanley Tucci. Sorry, is this the inexpensive therapist or the expensive one? This is the inexpensive therapist. Ah. I did just say she's in a movie with Stanley Tucci. So, <laughs> well, that's. I mean, he's no slouch. He's you know so he's was she been just trying to talk to you to get work. Like, well, she's the thing that weirded me out about it that I realized afterwards is like, oh, you're just kind of it's. It was almost like you know how like actors will like go method and like figure out a backstory. I felt like that was more what she was doing to me than like actually <laughs> like solving any problems. You know what I mean? Because she was very much like. All right, let's unpack that. Let's unpack that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, I, ev- I've unpacked everything. It's all unpacked. Like, it's all over the fucking floor. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and this guy's great. It'd be funny if he'd be like, if she's like, let's unpack, um, uh, let's unpack just the idea of like how you got hired at this hour's twenty two minutes and like what your package was like and let's just you know for your therapy let's unpack like <laughs> yeah. maybe you could show me some of the things you wrote. She uh, yeah, I should have known there. It should have been a red flag when I realized she said let's unpack this and then she handed me a scene she was working on. <laughs> she's like, let's say you're like a dock worker, you're an angry dock worker, and I'm Blanche. <laughs> Oh, like, can you read it a bit more like Stanley would read it? <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, uh, sure. I don't know if this is helping. But your uh, new therapist is is killing it, I guess. He's great. He's great. He's funny he? in a good way. Yeah, it's he. Really? First, first okay. male therapist I've ever had. Interesting. Now, I don't want to jump to conclusions here, but Please. you got to watch out. You don't fall in love with him. Because uh, you're already is... speaking very highly of him. And that's a thing. People fall in love with their therapists all the time. I have thought about that, but it'd be tough. It'd be it'd be tough to do. It'd be tough to do. I don't think I'm going to fall in love with him. He's not. He's not exactly an attractive. Uh, There's no Paul Newman in the hustle. He's, he's no Paul Newman. He might be Paul Newman the year after Road to Perdition. 
Oh, Jordan, I, I'm concerned about you. I don't want you going spilling your guts to an uggo. <laughs> no, it helps. It does help. It does help. Okay. He's a perfect amount. He's a perfect amount of unattractive. Okay, okay. It's not not unattractive in the way where I start to feel bad. Like, should I give him more money? This looks bad. <laughs> but but not so attractive I feel judged. Because if he was like really attractive, I'd be like, no, man, I'm fucking cool, dude. What are you doing? Right? Like, I'd be yeah. very kind of like wanting yeah. to be If you had like a really handsome man or a beautiful woman as a therapist, I feel like I, if that was me as the patient, I would sort of just make up problems and just like try and make myself also, look good. There's no way that they could relate to your problems. They wouldn't even understand them. They'd be like, what do you mean? What's wrong? You're like, well, I'm worried no one likes me. And they're like, well, that doesn't happen. You know, they wouldn't like, they wouldn't know about neuroses. Have you ever had a therapist who you felt got sick of you? I did. Uh, I'm, no, I haven't. I haven't. Well, I went to this woman and she was great. And I felt like, you know... Oh, this is really helping me. And then I kind of didn't feel like I needed to go that much anymore, but I'd still go once in a while. And I really felt like she was kind of like, Ugh. I'm like, I'm paying you so much money. Why are you? <laughs> it was weird. It was strange. I'm not going to say what her kind, name, but what kind of, what kind of therapy was it? Um, shit. I don't know. Like, uh, was it like more like psychotherapy or was it more like, uh, like, cognitive behavioral therapy or what <clears throat> what what were you doing was it a lot of like my fucking parents spanked me too much <laughs> i think it was like you know i don't know which one it was it was you know oh uh i had a breakup and whatever i'm right. sad about well, this and that and that kind of stuff so maybe, maybe more like psychoanalysis kind of stuff like what's bothering you mm. what do you want to talk about today yeah 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 i don't know maybe it was like maybe it's because maybe she thought you guys were like kind of done her, me and me and the therapist. Yeah, I think she did Can too. Get- but I didn't feel that way. I feel like I got <laughs> yeah, I guess, broken I guess up that's with. True. But she did. Do, do you feel like you're driving like a a Corvette now, Jordan, instead of like an old beat up, uh, you know, piece of shit yeah. car? Oh yeah. Under my under my own therapist, uh, my old therapist, my mental health was like three planks stapled to uh, two out of control dirt bikes. And now. <laughs> <up> <laughs> But now up here, no, you're right, dude. Oh, it's great. It's like one of those graceful boats rich people own. Just oh, like, <laughs> well, careful that careful that Kevin O'Leary doesn't come uh, come around <laughs> up there. Might crash into that something. Can, yeah, that's true. What happened there? Did he do it or did his wife do it? And he, his. I think we talked about this the last time I was on the show. Well, it's it's, it's fine for an update. I believe his wife. <laughs> Uh, has been found responsible for a uh, collision on the water near their cottage. Wow. And someone died, right? Yes. Jesus Christ. Would, I mean, not, in, would not invest. No. I don't, what, I don't know if that's what happens in those shows. I don't know if that's how quickly they do it. <laughs> I've never seen yeah, that. Yeah, that's his bad catchphrase. <laughs> I would not invest. It's <laughs> Mr. Wonderful. Like, what? How come he gets a catchphrase? If um if I got hit by Kevin O'Leary's wife on in a boat on the water, my last Ooh. words would be, "Huh, getting killed by Kevin O'Leary's wife wasn't on my 2021 bingo card." <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, that's actually a lyric in Bob Cajun. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, that would be really cool if, as you're dying, you tweeted that, and then. Uh, <laughs> 
It would be cool. Yeah, you tweet that and I get 72 likes. Oh, yeah, you'd have to retweet it. <laughs> my friend, my friend Michael died tweeting this. Please show your respect <laughs> with a retweet. Are you, either of you, have you taken steps to like in the uneventful, in, in like if you die, there's like a way that you can have your social media accounts like erased? Like you can leave it in your will, your passwords and stuff. Have either of you looked into that? Because I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say this pandemic's been hard on you. Holy shit! I'm always. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. I think tweets should should erase automatically after uh, a week. Whoa! Who really needs to like you always think you know. Oh, I'm gonna write these funny tweets, and you know maybe someone will really look back through them and see how funny I am. Nobody's doing that. Sometimes I do it with myself for like stand up. Yeah. Okay. I'll like go through for a while. But I guess maybe I can see them. I do like that idea. Yeah. It's kind of like like they return to the earth. Like tweets, yeah. are, tweets are biodegradable. I like that. Well, wouldn't <laughs> it be weird though if like you your grandfather had done like ten thousand tweets and you could go back and read them all? <laughs> like, yeah, that would be. It's going to reshape your memories of him a bit. <laughs> uh, not if my it's... grandpa, but I would agree in general. <laughs> I think it would only serve to confirm all my theories about him, but yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. Wow, my uh, grandfather really thought that the Four Seasons uh, d- jokes were really funny. <laughs> no, my, right. my grandpa would be canceled immediately. Okay. Yeah, my grandpa he would not he would not sur- he would not survive this he would not survive the current social media world. No, I, this is a funny story about the grandpa that I'm thinking of. He had a really strong French Canadian accent. Uh, like, yes. re- like I never understood a word he said by literally my entire life. Like maybe like ten words. Like he would just say things, and I would like nod along. <laughs> and, like no idea what he was saying. My entire life, literally no idea. And then at his funeral, <laughs> my my mom asked me to like say something, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. I literally don't know anything he said. <laughs> so, so then, and then, so I said, and I, I came up with some bullshit, and then I said, like, honestly, I didn't really understand anything that Grandpa said. <laughs> and then people laughed. And yo, then, after the funeral, all of his old friends came up, like all these old bastards I'd never seen before came to me, and they're like, yeah, we couldn't understand them either. No one, no one knew what this man was saying. <laughs> Oh no, that's tragic. It's, it's tragic. amazing he had I guess like a career and a wife, I assume, and <laughs> yes. kids. Yeah. No one knew, understood him. You know yeah. what he needed? He needed a character like the guy in United States of Al to translate for <laughs> he him. Needed tra- yes. He needed a he needed a a deep backwoods <laughs> northern Ontario French guy translator. That's what he needed. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> what, what did he do? He was a uh, lumberjack, so he actually didn't wow. need to communicate that well. He just needed to say, like, <laughs> you know, get out, get out of the way. He didn't even have a good social media un- presence. <laughs> no, no, he was a he was a fucking crazy person, though. He would like go to town, like go to Sault Ste. Marie, and like find guys. <laughs> it's like, he would flirt. He would find a couple. He he would. <laughs> 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 just, try, just, try, 
and fine guys and like fuck him no uh, he would like understand the thing he said <laughs> he would find like a couple and he would like start hitting on the woman oh my god just to fight the guy oh. wow <laughs> yeah. truly well was truly. he a big guy I mean, I no, guess he, he was, was if he was a no, he's just no? great. Wait, I, I think he was strong. Like, he was, like, strong, dude, but he wasn't, like, he was actually kind of small. But Like a wiry Quebecois lumberjack. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Pretty scary. <laughs> Don't forget, unintelligible. Why is this guy <laughs> fighting me? I- and then he would, like, talk to me, like, in that, and I wouldn't know what to do. Like, he'd say it, and I was like... Like, should I get up? Like, do I? Am I sitting on something? Like, what's he trying to tell me? <laughs> wow! Did, did he speak a like a human language? <laughs> did he speak? Are I, you I, sure he spoke I, French? <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. I think it was for the most part like heavenly, heavily accented English. I think, but I truly okay. don't really know. Maybe it's a mixture. Like, I literally have no idea what he was saying. Because maybe he was like Nell, that movie with Jodie Foster. <laughs> Way hey in the ween. That's what she she said famously in the trailer. Way <laughs> hey in the wind. What does that mean? Oh, wow. the trees sway in the wind. My God, I've, yeah. that's completely made me reevaluate my grandfather. Yeah, he just, was like now, mom. Was fucking now, bro. Was like now. Yeah, man. <laughs> wow, oh, man. <clears throat> um, that was a beautiful story. It that was, was really nice. good. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, no worries if you nothing came to mind, but um, did you have any times that someone had given you bad advice? Oh my god, do I have bad advice for you guys? How much do you want? I have a time. Oh. I'll, go, I'll go quick. Or do you sure. want me to just do one? What do you think, Mike? I mean, I'm up I for mean, anything. whatever. Whatever you feel comfortable sharing, yeah. uh, Jordan, okay. on this this uh, new segment we're trying out every now and then called Sh- bad advice that I've should I reset it to, to to make nah. it sound? No. Okay. okay. All right. So. Bad advice. One, uh, one of my uncles, son of the uh, French Canadian grandpa, told me if I ever, if there's ever a guy giving me shit at a bar, if I'm going to fight somebody, get him real close, get up right in his fucking face, and then headbutt him. So that, (laughs) (laughs) and it was just, it was just this moment when he told me this. It's like, oh, I'm going to live a radically different life than you did. Like your, your advice. Is not really going to be usable for me. So, but honestly, right. I don't know how bad that advice is. I can't imagine you doing that. And also, there's so much room for error. Where if you're trying to get into there to headbutt, you could quite easily kiss your opponent. Oh, That's big true. time! Or like mess your head up. I don't. Yeah, know. yeah I, I mean, like I feel a- like you gotta know what you're doing with a headbutt because it could yeah. easily just be smashing your face. Against into something. another man's face. Yeah, and so, you're both in pain. Then what they say is this part of the head's pretty good. So you're just okay. kind of trying to, I guess people can't see me, but I'm almost at just below the crown, everybody. So if yeah. you're going to use it, that's where you want to use. Interesting, uh, though, that the advice was headbutt and not punch. Or Yeah, but they're not, but you know what? You're not expecting it because I'm like in your nice. face. I'm like, fuck you, fuck you. And then go like that. And then okay. Break your glasses on your, yes. your enemy. I undoubtedly <laughs> was wearing glasses when he told me this, so I don't, he wasn't. Re- it's like, oh, you only had three pieces of advice to go, and you were using them no matter what I looked or acted like. But uh, <laughs> okay, and then there's uh, there, these are two about. <clears throat> so I have a stand-up bit because my dad is a bit of a disgraced drug addict, just a touch, and uh, and so he gave me. 
There's like I have a stand-up bit about how he told me to eat. He has no top teeth, and he told me to eat Snickers bars all the time. But well, that's stand-up bit, you know. So I'll give you guys some fresh ones. One time I got home from uh, I don't remember what he said. One time I got home from like a night out when I was like 18, and I was still at home, and I was like pretty fucked up, and my dad was still awake, and he I think was kind of fucked up, and uh, and it was like probably one. And he was watching like a porno on the movie network. Your dad? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't change the channel. <laughs> he just kept giving me advice while the porno was on in the background. Like about oh. like straightening up and living right. <laughs> Do you remember what kind of porno it was? Dude, searingly, it was it was like it was like sci-fi based. So it's like some sort of cheap Star Trek type set, and I'm pretty sure. But obviously, my memory could be playing games on this because it's quite traumatic. But like, I'm pretty sure a, a green painted lady was getting doggy style. <laughs> Well, well, <laughs> well, my dad's, dad's like giving you some fatherly advice. And you yeah, can, like just you know, turn get it off your, or change the channel. Just in the background, silently. Thank God. But uh, but yeah, about <laughs> like and like get you know, kind of get your shit together, kind of advice. <laughs> I wonder if it was like a Galaxy Quest porn spoof or something. That's, that was the vibe. Like that's obviously this is a little while ago now so who knows what memory's done to it but that's what my that's what i remember like it's like <laughs> yeah. it's kind of the similar like galaxy quest but a porno wow get your act yeah. together or you know you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're not able to to be watching pornography <laughs> at, at your leisure <laughs> yeah on your mom's cable account or your wife's cable account uh, <laughs> okay oh and then one one last one Okay, so uh, this happened a little while ago. I was at a uh, I was at a bar, and I was there with like uh, a female friend who is like who's pretty attractive and like so. For me to set this up, there was like we had like kind of kissed once before, so there's a little bit of a thing. Okay. But but this okay. it hadn't happened for a while, and like this was like we were like we were we're friends. We're, we're friends to this day, though. Hopefully she doesn't hear this, but maybe who knows, man. Um, but like, well, so then, anyways, so we're like friends or whatever. But we're sitting at this bar. We're pretty drunk, and she goes to the bathroom, and then this <laughs> this is this is the worst advice I've ever gotten, <laughs> or maybe it's the worst advice. I've had. <laughs> So then she goes to the bathroom, and there's this old, like, grizzled, like, drunk sitting beside me, like, old grizzled Parkdale drunk sitting beside me. <laughs> and he, like, goes to me, and he's like, if I, if I was your age, I would have taken her home by now. Right? That's what he says to me. And I'm wow. like, <laughs> well, and, like, the, the right way to react to that is to go, like, okay, whatever, man. But instead, I was like, really? This old... <laughs> Fuck! What am I doing? This old grizzled man. I gotta like, and so then, and so then, I, I, I obviously did this like when she got back. But then, like later on in the evening, I was like, so like, do you want to like keep the night, come back to my place, or whatever? And she was like, No! What the fuck? Oh no! Like you ruined a nice evening. Ru- with a ruined, ruined it so bad. Like the kind of way where I had to send a text the next day, be like, I'm sorry. If I- Friendship, like I'm sorry oh, I did no. that. That was really stupid of me. You, you should have gone. Was, of course, he was fucking gone. 
He fucking set me up. Oh man! An old man told me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) I would have hunted for that man. Hunt for him and go. Thanks, thanks to your terrible advice, sir. I screwed up a friendship. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So those are my. Oh boy, uh, that was really good, Jordan. (laughs) Thank you for those. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Truly, really, really bad stuff all the way through. Actually, you know what? Out of all those, the headbutt one, probably actually the best one. That one might not actually be bad. Yeah. I like the porno one. I, I can see the porno <laughs> one being uh, animated. I can see it as like a, yes. if we turn this into a little animated uh, visual segment, uh, seeing that scene recreated where there's a, you, know, you and your dad it's and the porno in the like... background and you're mm. narrating it. And also... If you include uh, what I'm seeing as part of the advice, <laughs> that is like, it does work, right? Because it's almost like he's giving me an example. Like, it's like, better get your shit together or yeah, you, you'll yeah, end yeah. up like your old man watching <laughs> porn on a Friday night on the fucking couch. In front of your son. Or it, it could be like, hey, get your act together and you could be like the guy having sex with that alien. <laughs> you could fucking alien, my boy. You could be the first Boise to fucking alien. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's hilarious, uh, Jordan, well, Jordan. Thank you. Those were, I mean, oh, thanks for having amazing. me, guys. As always, as always. <clears throat> um, is there anything uh, you'd like to promote, plug, or even just some? Some grievances you want to get off your chest? Well, I am uh, I'm going to have another stand-up album coming out at some point. I'm editing it right nice. now. There. So, oh, yeah. where, yeah. When and where did you uh, record it? Just before I got out of Halifax. Real, real oh. escape from L.A. type shit. Nice. Yeah. Amazing, because you yeah. can do shows over there. Yeah, so I, I did why. that before I left. Uh, so far, it's fine, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sucks listening to it. Oh, well, it's crazy. hard to listen to your own stuff. Oh, it sucks. Uh, You're like, I suck shit. Like, why would I ever do this? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Jordan is uh, an amazing writer. So definitely follow Jordan on Twitter. And if he links to anything that he's written for Vice or anything like that. James, there's no more. I don't know if you've been paying attention. There's no more websites. To write for. <laughs> there's no more oh, websites. Yeah, you're right. There's literally yeah. like maybe there's nothing to write for. Well, yeah. actually, George, substack. I think a, yeah, I'm gonna have to substack it. I'm gonna have to I be think, like, please hire me, Glenn Greenwald. I'll say whatever you want. A position has recently be- become available, as far as I know, at Rebel News. Also, <laughs> why did one open up? I think one has opened up. Yes. I'll be the uh, I'll be the lefty <laughs> punching bag. On, uh, <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Like you're Alan Combs when it was Hannity and Combs. You'll be yeah, like yeah. Loser I'll be the little. Like, I'll be the little nerd. <laughs> um, well, but yes definitely follow jordan and read all his writing and uh check out his album yeah, yeah when when you release it uh we'd be happy to do a detailed review track by track of oh. the album and really <laughs> dig into it and uh yeah could you guys do a review and you also have a counter on the bottom that says how many times i say <laughs> like because it's <laughs> insane <laughs> oh no well oh man well um very exciting thanks again jordan it's such a pleasure and uh thank you guys. best of luck thanks boys bye see you guys this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network 